Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. You are now tuned in to the PA Power Podcast featuring Jeff Upson and Eric Knobsnyder. PA Power Wrestling. PA Power Wrestling. Pennsylvania is wrestling. Joining us now is is Teague Moore, and, and really, there's no introduction like that. I mean, I can just say Teague Moore, and, and there really doesn't need to be a follow up to that. I mean, just one of the biggest names in, in not only Pennsylvania wrestling, but just wrestling in, in general. Um, North Allegheny. You're down in American now. You're you're back here in Clarion. You said you got a bunch of mixed emotions coming through, and and it looks mm-hmm. it just seems great, you know, to have you to you here with Team Pennsylvania, um, such a well respected person and just uh, someone who I know a lot of people look up to, including myself. So appreciate you you being here and taking the time out to talk to us. So first of all, how's camp going? Camp is going really well. The the group that we have, uh, they're working extremely hard. They're very focused. Right. Uh, I think this age group, um, they can go one of two ways. One, they either come in and they're like wanting to have fun and kind of get away from mom and dad or they're here to win national titles. And I feel like this group is absolutely focused on doing the latter. So I'm excited about that. Talk about that laser focused. We talked to Trent Hydley and, and Sammy Sasso and they both seemed super laser focused. Right. Yeah. Like no, 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 just we're not here to, to, you know, have fun. We're here to win. Um, and what's, what's that been like to have such a talented group of, of kids here? It, you know, does it make your job a little bit easier? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are the guys that you can point to. So they're rooming together also. Right. Um, which is exciting for me. It, when I was coming through, I would always room with Mark Angle, uh, and we always did well out there at juniors. Um, so I think when you got leaders like that, that these guys are here for the right purpose, um, they're staying after and, and doing the little things after practices that you got to do. And so those guys that are on the fence that right now maybe they think they can place in Fargo, but then they see guys like that and they start realizing, you know, this guy's not that – he puts his pants on one leg at a time and laces up his shoes yeah. like I do. When they start seeing that there's a reality to these guys that are on a big pedestal, I think some of those guys on the fence have that ability to see it. It becomes reality, and they'll be ready to jump when we get there. Talking about your experiences, because you you had a lot of experience um, coming out to Fargo and and wrestling in in freestyle. Um, What what does that translate for you uh, coming back now as a coach? I mean, you 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 remember who you roomed with. You remember Mark Angle. You remember all those times. Like, is that something that you you keep in your your uh, you know compartmentalize and say, yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, Fargo is a really special place because the year that uh, Mark and I won it together out there, and I think we put six in the finals in, in juniors. We had, we had a yeah. pretty pretty tough team that year. Um, that was the first year it was in Fargo. We had just left Minneapolis. Minneapolis, right. And so it kind of, at that time, we didn't know if it was going to keep bouncing around the country, but now it's become Fargo. Fargo right not not just junior nationals so for me going out there there's a really special place for me going out there and then just knowing what pennsylvania has the ability to accomplish and the type of talent that we have going out there i look back to the coaches that were here when i came through and uh coaches like honorado and chaffrey and these guys that had prepared us and it was preaching this message of like we're pennsylvania we win there's no other discussion, right? Um, you do what you got to do to make the way. You do what you got to do to win matches out there. And so coming back here and in preparation for it, it's pretty much bringing that mantra back. Like, guys, we're expected to go out and perform and expect to win, to get our hand raised. And whatever we have to do, however hard we got to work to get that done, we're going to be willing to do it. So um, there's a little nostalgia to it, but then there's a sense of responsibility like, we are Team Pennsylvania, so we're going out to win titles. Right. And, and talking about just that, that you know, sort of mantra, just saying, hey, we're Pennsylvania. I heard you, you know, saying during some instructions, you know, don't think too hard about it. Don't just let it come naturally almost. And, and you know, you're talking about leg lace. And is that just really the whole philosophy, though? I mean, really, let's not think too hard about this. Penn, we're, you know, you all worked hard before you got to this point, you know, mm-hmm. declaring. And, and, you know, just go out there and let it fly almost and, and just – you know, we are Pennsylvania, like you said. So, yeah, yeah I think the the big thing is, <clears throat> as a coach, and this was something that was impressed upon me when we were coming through. the The event itself can be really overwhelming yeah, because right. it's it's on a football field and you got thirty mats, right? Now, tournaments nowadays, th- that's yeah. not that. Uh, it's uncommon. not that yeah uncommon, but I think for some of these guys, getting the reality of it's still a thirty foot circle. We wrestle on the 30-foot circles in their little hometown gym, mm-hmm. right, in small-town Pennsylvania. So when you get out there, when it's time to compete, it's all the same, mm-hmm. right? It's it's you against the, the opponent from wherever, wherever his singlet says he's from. You still got to score your single. You still got to score your gut wrench on top and multiple laces and all those little things. So really just keeping a, uh, a focus for these guys of don't let the event get so big in your mind that you defeat yourself because yeah. kids will do that yeah. when they get out there they get kind of awed by the whole experience and they lose a match and afterwards they go I, I shouldn't have lost that match but I didn't even know what was going on so really just helping each kid understand who they are and get confident in themselves and if they're on that that kid that's on the fence that kind of thinks they can win reassuring them that they can win and they're stronger than they think they are they're better than they think they are and then just Give them, give them what they need to get on the mat and get it done. It sounds like, I mean, just great, great uh, uh, philosophy and great examples that you, you are uh, conveying to these these kids here. Talking about your career as a coach, I mean, because you're back here at Clarion. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of, I mean, you, you had a lot of success here at Clarion. This is where you, you really got your, your coaching down, right? Right, and, uh, right. Talk about what's it like to be back here at Clarion. So, so last night, a couple of the coaches, we went out um, on Main Street and, we went out to get some refreshments and uh so we were we were talking about some of these stories because when i got here to clarion in what was it, it was like 2006 uh they were coming off an 0 and 17 season 
None of the guys ranked in the top 33 in the room, right? So it was like we had the worst APR in college wrestling, right? So it was like we got to fix the academics. We got to fix the wrestling. All along, as a young kid, my older brothers and my dad, we would we would come up to watch dual meets in the mid-'80s. Like that's when my memories of Clarion were. This, was, this place was rocking, right? They beat Oklahoma State. They beat wow. Iowa. Clarion went into the Nationals one year, ranked number one in the country. So in my mind, that's where Clarion always exists, yeah. right? So come back in 2006, totally have to rebuild uh, what we had. Um, but due to the APR situation that was going on, and for people that don't know the APR, that's basically your report card as a program in the NCAA. So literally the academics of your wrestlers and how that equates to success in the program. Well, we were at the bottom of the barrel. We were literally on the verge of losing postseason competition. So if we didn't get it fixed quickly, my coaching would end at the conference tournament, right? And so day one was coming in and and preaching the message of we want to win, but we've got to fix the academics first. And so really getting the guys that were going to buy into that, and we had to set up our own study halls, and and we would – run lifting sessions in the morning and then guys would go to class we do afternoon practice then we as coaches would run study hall at night in the library it was like dude it was it was it was exhausting right right. and my coaching staff everybody was fully committed to it and we got it turned around a lot faster than the athletic director even the president thought we could do it so once we got the academics fixed then we started really going after the wrestlers and the names that really jump out to people are guys like hadley harrison that Mm -hmm. was a three-time national qualifier for us and then we got james fleming who ended up being two-time all-american here bexod abdurakmanov who ended Mm -hmm. up being i think he was a one-time all-american but now he's been bronze at the world championships tex burrows at the olympics right? right um and and where clarion wrestling exists for many people is like the kurt angles the wade chalices and so bexod kind of brought back and james fleming brought back that that mindset that clarion is ready to rock and roll again and so my opportunity to go to american uh i felt like in the five years that i was here i felt like we we got the program up and running again and then it was ready to pass it on to the next guy and and take it to where it needs to go and talking about that that experience here i mean that that has to to lead you to to just a wealth of knowledge going down there to dc with american i mean it seems like you know obviously you're talking about academics here and claire and you're like yeah. you go down to american it's like all right we're, we're focused on wrestling you know this right. is it's a tough school to get into it, it's um right. how has that allowed you to really develop more your, your your the wrestling side of it so um that's a really good question i really think like the the whole athlete my my over the years of coaching so i'm going into my 17th or 18th year of of coaching either as an assistant or as head coach and my philosophy has changed over time right when I first came out of Oklahoma State in 1999 I went to Pitt Mm -hmm. and right and if you talk to anybody I coached back then first of all they'd probably be like I couldn't stand that guy (laughs) but my whole focus was like we got to get our hand raised like that was it you wake up in the morning you train and you battle and you live this like warrior lifestyle because you got to win national titles that's it that's all right well over time some things have happened in my life that made me realize like the academics are a tip-top priority getting the job here at clarion hearing your program can't go to the national championships if we don't fix this right that's a big that becomes a big part of your life like we got to get this done or we're training for nothing Mm -hmm. right uh going to american 
where the academics are a very high standard. Uh, spent, I spent two years at Harvard, so the academic standards are just below that Ivy League standard. Mark Cody, who was there before me and really put American on the map, set a standard of excellence across the board, academics, athletics, and as people, right? Mm-hmm. So the guys that we're recruiting in and the guys that are representative of our program, our alumni, our young alumni, the guys that we have right now, it's about being a whole person, right? We want a national champion, yes. We want to do it in the right way. We want to do it for the right reasons. We want to be able to give back from the path that we go on, this journey that we're on. How do we help the next generation take the next step forward? And so for me, American kind of fulfills that where I'm at in my life, in my coaching, it gives me the ability to do all of those things, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people know, I I lost my brother Ty a few years ago and, um, you know, watching how Ty's career and his life progressed. And I realized wrestling is important, but it can't be the end all, right? We have to have that balance in our life. Uh, and that comes from, It comes from your leadership, your coaches. I truly believe that, like, what you're going to hear day to day is going to help a young man make the decisions hour to hour, right? And so I want my guys to understand, I want you to do everything possible to be a national champion, but we're not going to shortcut it. We're not going to take that supplement that has something that we shouldn't be taking. We're not going to do that. We're going to put extra hours in to get the lifts in all along making sure that we're not skipping out on the academics and we're, we're giving back. We're a part of the community. We're not this ostracized little piece of the athletic department or the campus. We got to be involved in what's going on and, and, and be able to give back in a lot of different ways. It's really neat to hear you say that. And it's almost like your coaching philosophy, like you said, it's come full circle and it's, 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 you know, changed from uh, let's just get our hand raised to, Let's be good people. Yeah. Let's let's be you know contributing members of society, and, and let's let's do something. And I mean, is that something that you feel coming back here? That, that's gotta that's gotta be feeling really good with you coming back here to Clarion with that mentality of these young kids, impressionable kids, yeah. that have such high standards on themselves. I mean, it's different. It's a different time now than it was you know when you were competing. Obviously, you had to spotlight on you all the time, but you know these guys have the social media. They have, you know, they they have everything now, and it's like it's so ingrained that you know you're gonna you're the best in the world, right? right. Uh, but you have all these people that are rooting for you or saying something about you, and it, yeah. it's just a little. Is that is that sort of your message going into this? Is guys, let's not. Yeah, yeah. It, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. So today, I I look at what these kids deal with mm-hmm. today, right? Thank God we didn't have cell phones in my day with videos and pictures yeah. and like, you, whoa. Yeah, right. Thank yeah. goodness, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it's uh, a responsibility at, for the position that I'm in when I come back and get this opportunity. Uh, and this is, uh, this is an opportunity for me. I got four kids at home. I have yeah. a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and twins that are turning eight today, right? My wife <laughs> graciously and thankfully allows me oh, to step dude. away, yeah. right? She also understands that part of what I want to accomplish with my career is that the opportunity to work with these kids at, at this age, this is a really, really important age to be able to, to talk to these kids and say, you know, the internet, this world that these kids exist in today and they live on, right? They have to understand that the decisions they make can change their life instantaneously. That college coach that was looking at them because of something they post 
or something they're a part of can change their opportunity to go to a certain school. Sometimes these kids at that age don't understand. Well, look, I didn't understand it at that age, right? right? And like I said, thank goodness that stuff wasn't around back then. Um, So I feel like my duty is to talk to these guys and say, look, we absolutely want to be world champions, national champions, but we want to make sure that in the lifestyle and how we're doing it, we're good representatives of what we do. We just gave this speech yesterday. There was a little issue at the, at the cafeteria, and the message was basically this. Gentlemen, you're not just re- representing PAWF cadet or junior. You're representing the sport of wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you do something or say something, they don't look at you and go, oh, he's from North Allegheny High School. They look at you and they say, he's a wrestler. Right? It stigmatizes the mm-hmm. whole sport. So how do we help move the sport forward? We be a good representative of it. And some, sometimes today the kids maybe aren't hearing that message all the time, but I figure if we at least plant that seed and say, you can be the national champion but also make good decisions, those, look, we got phenomenal guys leading our sport right now. The Jordan Burroughs of the world and the Kyle Dakes of the world, the David Taylors. I, I look up to the, I'm 41 years old and I look up to these guys because of the way that they carry themselves, the way they handle themselves, and I think they're great representatives for these guys to want to emulate and, and try and become. Yeah. So that's, I feel like that's not only helped these guys bring home stop signs, and I want Pennsylvania to win a team title out there, I want them to realize there's a good way to represent yourself because someday there's an eight-year-old that's going to be looking at you. Mm-hmm. Trent Idley, there's, there's an eight-year-old looking at you right now that how you handle yourself in an interview or a speech, that little guy is going to try to emulate. Mm-hmm. So make the right decisions with it. So it's good stuff. And, and like we started off with, this is a great group of kids yeah. that can really do some special things. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that's the expectations I think a lot of people have is, is you know, for Pennsylvania to go out and do what Pennsylvania does in Fargo. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. you know, it starts here, right? It starts at this camp. It starts uh, preparing you mentally and, and not only physically, but to get in that mindset that you're representing sport you're representing each other you're, you're not just representing north allegheny or you yeah. know uh Kiske area you're representing the sport of wrestling so and going down to, to american i mean you've had success there um on the mat right um you, you what are the things you're looking forward to going into next season we we talked a little off air about Jarek uh kasnick going yep. through and, and yep. you forced him you you told him you had he had to go to universities and he ended up doing well. He wound up winning it, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's it like to, to be down there in that environment? And you, and you have a lot of Pennsylvania guys coming in as well. Absolutely. Our, our Pennsylvania roster continues to grow. So to go back to the beginning, what am I excited about next year? Jarek, absolutely. I think he has – so coming out of high school, Benton High School a couple of years ago – I think tons of people overlooked Jarek because he was yeah, kind of I this thin right. 152 pounder. He was pounder, very thin. Very right? Nobody knew. He, 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 has, he yeah. has Crohn's disease, right? So, one, they had to figure out medically how does he manage that so that he, like, talking to the Hugheses, they were like, man, this guy, he's lazy, he's tired all the time, this, that, and the other. Well, it turns out once they figured out medically what was wrong, Jarek went from 152 to the end of his freshman year, he's weighing like 205. Wow. I mean, his body just yeah. took off because uh, now his body could absorb the nutrients. He's in a spot right now, I truly believe that his confidence, his wrestling knowledge and ability, he can absolutely go to the Nationals and win the National Championships next year. So I'm happy to see he's developed into that. He's also, a lot of people don't know, Jarek's become a, a leader of our team. He was a very quiet, like yeah. introverted kid. 
he's now the guy that's leading the things that we're doing. So I'm extremely proud to see what he's done there. Uh, Gage Curry, another mm-hmm. Pennsylvania guy that had a great redshirt year. He's going to be coming in at 125, and I think he could do some 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 good damage in the EIWA. And our goal for him is to be on the podium at the NCAAs. He's still a little bit small for 25, but he's going to get there in due time. Um, Eric Hong is coming in from North Allegheny, so I'm excited about it. having him in our room. Nico Camacho at heavyweight. You know, there's four names right there. They're all Pennsylvania guys. But our roster, I, I can't remember the stats on this, but I think in the fall we'll have 31 guys on the roster from 22 states, right? So we got guys from Alaska, Hawaii, Hawaii. Florida. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place. Um, the beauty of American, I think what's happening right now is – so when Mark Cody set that mark and started producing the All-Americans, multiple-time All-Americans, Josh Glenn, our national champion, so that stuff's up on the wall now, right? Our guys don't think that is a, an unattainable goal. Mm-hmm. It's a reality that they should be achieving at the end of postseasons. And so these guys are training. Like this summer, about 90% of our roster – is doing internships and working in D.C. all along their training, yeah. right? So they're doing their strength and conditioning with our coaches. We run our freestyle club uh, down there, workouts in the morning. So guys are getting on the mats in the morning and then going off and doing their part-time jobs, of which those internships and part-time jobs lead to almost all of our first hirings wow. when they're coming out of college. Um, we're graduating about 70% of our roster. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details leaves American with both their undergrad and their master's. We're one of the only, as far as I know, we're one of the only programs in the country that boasts that amount of master's graduates coming out. So now when a guy comes in, we don't talk about, hey, you can graduate with a master's. We say you should graduate with a master's. It's not a possibility. And because our guys finish undergrads in three, three and a half years and then finish their master's in a year and a half, their first job's their income level is a little bit higher, right? So their ability to give back uh, starts a little bit younger. Um, plus, they come back and tell their story to the guys on the team. And those guys that are on the team working hard every day, they see there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not just going to be in the wrestling room beating myself up all the time. Eventually, I'm going to graduate, and I'm going to get a really good job, and I'm going to be able to help give back to American University. So kind of the the minutia of the program right now is really positive um uh statistics like this we had all 10 starters eiwa academic award winners right uh so that that was the first time that was done in the eiwa six eiwa place winners three national qualifiers um our heavyweight brett dempsey won male scholar athlete of the year so on campus in the athletic department he's got a 4.0 he's bio pre-med uh finishing his master's um so all of those sort of things the wheels are in motion on all this i love it that young guys come in and and uh they see not only that they can see succeed on the mats but then they see life after wrestling and it's really positive for those that they're going to be able to follow in the footsteps of 
It's almost like you said the passing of the torch when you you left here. You, you set a standard here, in right. Claire, and you set you set a bar high and, and you pass it on. And it seems like you know Mark Cody set a, a really high bar uh, at American, and now you're continuing on that tradition. So that's right. that's pretty neat. Right. Um, talking about tradition, North Allegheny. Yeah, I mean a ton yeah. of tradition there, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Is, is, do you do you, you obviously keep tabs on what Sonny uh, Sonny Abe is Absolutely. doing? I mean, how, how good is he to be in that program? Uh, I was so excited when that opportunity. So Jamie Kiriazis, who was there, mm-hmm. was one of those people. When I was a young kid, Jamie and my brother Ty were were teammates. Both mm-hmm. graduated in '90, so I watched Jamie for 15 years and and obviously appreciated everything he did for our program. He did a great job. When the opportunity presented and we were able to to bring Sonny in. Like all I could, the alumni I could speak to in, in the athletic director, when asked of my opinion, I just said, look, if there's one person that we can focus on that's going to help our program across the board, this is the guy, right? Um, Pencil, high school wrestling in Pennsylvania, we're in a little bit of a transition time, right? Uh, the history of the public school being the dominant force in Pennsylvania, it's changing, right? Um, I think there's definitely a capability for the public school like North Allegheny to stay on top of it because the resources are out the wazoo, yeah, right? right. It, like, it, it's, it's like a miniature university. Yeah. It's not a high school. Um, so with the resources that come together, and now we've got an Olympian, NCAA champion that's driving the ship, right? And the guys are going to train right and do the things they, they got to do. Jake Woodley's a phenomenal example, yeah, right? Right. I, I just, it's what seems like a few years ago. I remember going back into the room and Ty, Jake was one of those last kids that Ty was like one-on-one with. And, uh, I can remember Ty bringing him over and saying, this is Jake Woodley. He's making the full commitment. He's starting to wrestle year round. Right. And I see this little kind of scrawny kid. Every time I go back, like, yeah, he's just yeah, getting yeah, bigger. bigger till now he's like he's a monster he's one of our guys that should be bringing in a stop sign from from fargo so to see what jake did for the north allegheny program yeah. like instant interjection of success into the program here's a guy that i don't think jake went to hershey's sophomore year he didn't go his first two years no. yeah first yeah, two he years. was 500 his first year he right. was like 32 and 32 his freshman year he came out to fargo right. placed at fargo which is where he what he got on the map right and he comes back a sophomore year only he's a regional qualifier right. he, he went to states more times than he went he went to fargo more time than he went to states right crazy. so That's but crazy. the two times he went to states he won a championship so yeah right. i mean yeah. So talk I, about that. That's, so it, for me, like the history of the program, when you go back there and you walk through the room and you see all these names and they're up on the wall. So it yeah. gives the little guys kind of the that's where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. This is the expectation. I think Jake is the perfect example of the kid that finally said, oh, I'm supposed to win state titles. And yeah. then we just so happened he had a coach that carries a very big yeah. stick and said, this is what you're going to do to win it. And then just jumps to a whole yeah. new level. And um and now, you know, I would have loved to have we recruited Jake to American, but he went to OU, and I think Coach Roselli is a phenomenal coach for him. I think he's going to do great things. Um, it it reminds me of looking at Jake Herbert, yeah, like right. when Jake was coming out, and I was still I was competing on the national team at that time, and Ty was like, man, he's like he's right there to like jump into that elite level, yeah. but he's he's kind of hedging right there at kind of the, the best. And then Jake went to Northwestern, and it was just like he blew the mm-hmm. doors off yeah. of it. And the next thing you know, he's a Hodge winner. 
making the Olympic team. So for our North Allegheny family, you, Jake's one of those guys, he came through the youth, the junior high, the high school. Now he makes it to the national scene. And he, so for, for our heritage at North Allegheny, I was that first guy that won a national title. Yeah. And then Jake came along, he wins two national titles in the Hodge, makes an Olympic team. So now I feel like the steps keep getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful because then the program kind of runs itself. Um, we've got some little guys. I won't say some names right now because I hope to God they're in an American singlet in a few years. <laughs> but there are some guys in that room that take me back to when my brother was running Angry Fish. When Ty yeah, and Ray yeah. were doing Angry Fish, I would go back. Um, you know, I'm training for the national team and coming in and out of the country, and I would stop and run a workout for them. And there's these little little guys doing backflips through the room and i'm like these are like talented little freaks yeah. and then they turn into coleman scotts and jake herberts and i mean the the list is endless yeah. the storniolos these guys that went on to do great things at the college level some of them went international now some of them are even fighting in the mma it's like that that type of mindset that can be in a program like north allegheny how it's fostered where kids can see themselves going it's absolutely great for our sport and i know that these young men if they're hearing the right message it's going to go beyond wrestling right we all want to see them win titles win fargo win states that's all good but i think knowing that these guys are going to do well beyond like Mm -hmm. jake woodley has such a good head on his shoulders when college wrestling's done and well when his wrestling career is done whenever that is this guy's going to do some great stuff and so for me as an alumni of North Allegheny, it makes me feel, makes my heart feel good knowing that what these guys are going to be able to do 30 years from now, 40 years from now, are just phenomenal. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Talking about that trajectory of North Allegheny, that's incredible. Like you said, you and then Jake, and then it's just the steps keep on getting yeah. higher and so, higher. So uh, interesting in the conversations I'm having with people. When I was young, there was a guy named Doug Wyland, North Allegheny grad, won 112-pound state championship he goes on to north carolina and i always looked up to him because doug is like this big right he's like he he was like three foot tall right right. he was 118 pounder at north carolina but a stud he made the ncaa finals he was beating jack kuvo in the ncaa finals inside tripped him right tore his acl finished the match but loses the ncaa finals so for me that was kind of where my the bar got set like i was like oh so when you finish with North Allegheny, you go to nationals and you go to the national finals. This is what you do. do. Right. Uh, also at that time, like as a munchkin, I would go up in the room and Gusty Augustino, Uh the legendary coach, he would tell me sit against the wall, don't interrupt practice. But if I come over and ask what Raymond Ray Brinzer's doing or Kenny Bauer or Ty or Mike Norton, all of these guys, uh, that year they had of 13 starters, 12 went division one. So as a little kid, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, this is what you do. You wrestle in high school, and then you get a scholarship to go wrestle yeah. D one. Like, is there anything else in life? Right. You know. Um, but Ray Brinzer, two time Fargo champ, mm-hmm. Richie Catalano, Fargo champ or junior national champ back then. So again, it was me looking at those guys and guy, and I just said, "Oh, the expectations to win Fargo or junior nationals." Raymond did it twice, so I want to win three. Mm-hmm. And so that was my mm-hmm. reality of the only reason why I won three Fargos is because someone put in my mind that two was good yeah. but winning another one would be exceptional yeah, and right. so i think that 
the North Allegheny wrestling family, and it really is a family, um, they foster that growth of the kids going through. And right now, I, I things look really good, and I'm excited to go back at not so much as a college coach. Yes, I want to do recruiting out of there, but as a wrestling fan and see what they're doing for the sport and how young men change. Some of these kids will come in, and they're like, getting in trouble in school or they're doing this that or the other and then they get involved with the team and just they seem to get on laser focus and it's really cool to see how it changes their life for the positive and like you said that's hard to do now especially with the changing landscape before the private schools were you know not really the known wrestling schools and now we're we're seeing that shift a little bit and i think schools like north allegheny where that heritage and that family is strong we're seeing them still compete and do very well on that that level yeah a lot of people don't know this but so our family uh we moved into north allegheny two weeks before ty started ninth grade right and nowadays if somebody would were to do that like all of this craziness gets they shut kids down from competing at hershey and like i hear all this crazy stuff and i think holy crap that could have literally changed the trajectory of our family because if he's not allowed to wrestle his freshman year and he doesn't become a four-time state champion, how does that affect my goals and what my lifestyle was like and him being able to go on in North Carolina? There's just so many of those things. But thank God things worked out like it did, you know, and, and he had the career that he did and got to wrestle for a guy like Gusty Augustino. And um, so I do think in, in today's day and age where it's a changing landscape, yeah. right, and, and to compete, at the highest level, it's like NCAA wrestling. It's like this arms race of what your facilities got. What are all these things happening around your program? Do you have an ROT or an RTC and all this stuff going on? Um, you, to be at that highest level, you got to have those things and, and make them happen. And I feel like at the high school level to win at Hershey, look, it's just it's it's a nature of the beast. Yeah. You got to have these resources to compete at that level, and it's obviously it's going to gravitate the fam, the dad that wants their kid in that environment. Thank God my father moved us to where we were because it drastically changed yeah. my life and my brother's life and in our family history and those sort of things. And I don't think any parent should be held back from putting their kid in the right situation, right? If your son was really good at playing the trombone or an instrument, they can pick up and go wherever they want to get the right music teacher or orchestra, right? Or if, what if the neighboring school has really good science and your kid's really good at science? You can pick them up and move them there. No one's handcuffing your kids and keeping them from the science competition next year. But sports has become this one anomaly where politics are now involved and there's people upset with this administration and so-and-so moved there so we're gonna not gonna allow the kid i mean i obviously i think you guys can hear it i'm totally against it i think we live in a beautiful country where if i feel like my children are going to have a better opportunity with other people i should be allowed to pick them up put them into that environment and reap the benefits of it that's why we're free yeah right, right. um how does that affect our sports at the high school level in pennsylvania are there places you know that are maybe using certain things to their advantage if they're a private school or they may be using recruiting to their advantage to create a winning athletic team yeah and yeah right so be it yeah. right um i'm sure a lot of people would maybe disagree with that and say well it's an unfair playing field well welcome to life yeah right yeah. life is unfair i would love to have 
the training facility that Penn State has, but I don't, and that's reality. We can still build guys into national champions and All-Americans with where we're at, but hey, there's going to be some guys that are going to choose to go into an environment like that, and maybe there's too many guys on the team and they never start, Yeah. right? So there's pros and cons to everything, and you got to be willing to do the research and figure out is this the right high school for my kid? Am I taking him there for the right reasons, yeah. right? Am I taking him there just so that he can don the singlet and wrestle for that coach? Okay, if that's what it is, I'm still okay with it. But look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Is he also getting a better education, right? North Allegheny, I think if you look across the boards, it's rated as one of the highest public high schools in the country. In the country, so, year after year. Yeah, so the education is you know, ridiculous. The amount of kids that go to Ivy League schools out of this public high school, high number. So... Look, if, if we want the best for our kids moving forward, let parents decide what's best for the kid. And, um, you know, create a rule that says you can't move mid-year, you can't, you got to have lived at this address for a certain amount of time. But don't tell kids they can't be a part of something, no. you know, because what if it does, what if that is the one change that changes their life and makes it better for the future? And, and I know we got off on a tangent, but we talked to Josh Jebba. And he was a victim of that where he had to sit out his junior year. And he had no state medals going into Council Rock South when he transferred from Pensbury. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh. I mean, he lost to Josh Kindig in in his freshman year. And, and, you know, he – really talented kid, but he had nothing to show for it. You know, what he says. That's what uh, he quoted that, not me. Uh, But, you know, he lost his junior year. For, for for going to another school and and yeah. luckily he was able to come out and win a Fargo championship and and do the things Zane Rutherford another example of a guy who had to sit out a year and now look at him yep. you know so I mean I I hundred percent see your 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 point where it's like are we I mean thankfully those guys were able to do things where they were able to get the the scholarships and they were able to get the the attention but right Right. We, there was an instance here, Jack Davis, who was a coach of Clarion, his son, they moved from Clarion, son started going to Lake Lehman, same thing, Mm -hmm. lost his junior year, but came back and won a senior year title. He chose not to, to wrestle in college. He went on and played baseball, but I just looked at those situations. I tried to not look at it from a college coaching perspective. I tried to just be an outsider and say, what are we doing? Are we doing the right thing for the kid or are we playing a political game that the kid ends up being a victim of you know uh and look at josh like (laughs) it it was funny listening to his interview because you know he was he was down on himself about his time in iowa i i have a little different perspective on that i look at that and i say i say josh had a phenomenal opportunity and got to wrestle at the highest level look results are results you're going to look back and say i could have done better it's always could have done better, yeah, right? right? If you didn't win a state title, you say, I should have won a state title when I was there, and you dwell on it. I should have became an All-American in college. Maybe I fell short. I should have won a national title. Maybe I went to the Olympics and didn't win it. So there's always like that could have been a little bit better. But at the end of the day, he got to wrestle in front of Carver Hawkeye, mm-hmm. right? He got to represent the University of Iowa, one of the most storied programs in college wrestling. So his life trajectory changed. And like he said, he had committed to another school but when Tom Brands called, he made that change, and look what it's done for him. You yeah. know, wrestling is his life, and he's now changing. He's one of these young coaches. He's doing phenomenal stuff. He's helping young men see what wrestling can do for their life and use it in a positive manner. So, um, 
That's what's that's what's great about. Talk about sport. a kid with a good head on his shoulders. I mean, yeah. like you said, I mean, he's doing all the right things for all the right reasons. He's working with Beat the Streets. He's he's making an actual impact on kids' lives, and yeah. um, you know that's the true testament. That's the true measure of you know how successful you were, and and that's obviously the the steps that he took throughout his life led him to that that you know spot. So, I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't finish where he wanted in the the national tournament, but. He's yeah. doing he's doing really good things now. I, I would say to him, you know, trust me, you're going to be judged by the fruit that you bear, yeah. right? These, these these lives that you're changing underneath you, you're going to be remembered much more than that than your wrestling accolades. Yeah. And I think that goes for all of us. Whether how many times you got your hand raised or what titles you were able to put underneath your name, what are you doing for that next generation? And that goes beyond wrestling. What if it's not wrestling? What if it's what if you're just helping out at a local YMCA right. and letting kids see or hear something that they haven't heard before that's positive for their life? And so I think it's all good. We got to keep it in perspective. Well, Coach Moore, you're, you're a great example of that. And I think all these kids, whether you know it or not, are, are taking something away from this this camp. And, and like you said, planting those seeds that maybe maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but a year from now, they say, oh, I remember Coach Moore said that. And, and it's starting to make sense a little bit, you know. Right, and right. they'll think of you and, and your, your, your ears will ring. Uh, but, you know, I think I think what you're doing here and coming back here is, is a, truly a, a great thing for the sport uh, of wrestling, but the state of Pennsylvania, you know, uh, and giving back and all these guys. Guys, Brian Pearsall and Josh Jebba, all of them. I mean, you can tell that someone made an impact on them yep. years ago, uh, and, and they're coming to do that again. So, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, we appreciate you being here. We we hope to see um, success in, in Fargo, and I think we will. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on yeah. to the PA Power Podcast. And, and let me say this: I appreciate what you guys are doing for our sport. Um, just go back 15, 20 years ago, yeah. like uh, what we had access to in the sport was very minimal right like we used to a blur I'm sure we all burned out VHS you get a yeah. good VHS of wrestling you'd burn it out yep. right nowadays with these podcasts so I appreciate what you guys do for the sport with the video the podcast everything that you're giving because one of your podcasts a young high school kid may listen to and they get that one message that says hey I think I want to be a national champion yeah. right or hey, maybe I need to do a little bit better mm-hmm. in school to give myself the opportunity to go to college. So I appreciate what you guys do. You're helping change the sport. And uh, I think we're in the sport of wrestling. We're on the right trajectory because of what you guys are doing. And, and I think what, what we're doing as coaches and, and as wrestlers. Well, that means a lot coming from a, a guy that my uh, growing up, my dad would, would instill names in me. And Teague Moore was obviously one of them. And, uh, cool. you know, cool. being a Western Pennsylvania guy himself. So it's a great honor to have you on here. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the future. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Coach. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.